Welcome to The False Dragons. This is a spoiler-free podcast for the book series The Wheel of Time, written by Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. Join us as we, your hosts, Alid, Mike, and Andrew, explore this amazing series for the first time. We hope you will join us on this journey. No, sorry, it was just gas. <laughs> yeah, I've played that joke a few times. It's, it's getting old now. It doesn't find it funny anymore. Could be a boy, could be a girl, could be a massive turd. <laughs> oh, I'd love that turd. Yeah. For how long? Oh, banana hammock, by the way. Thank you. Thanks for telling me. Sorry, I went on that road. It's alright. You're about to become a father for the third time. So third time. it's like you turds are going to be pretty much the next 12 months of your life. Yeah, and then there's the baby. Yep. Yeah. Turd machine. Yep. Well, got to have some meaning in life, right? Yeah. Got to have a hobby. Yeah. To be fair, babies don't really have much else going for them, really. No. What, what else are they going to do? Sleep and poo? Uh, cry? Oh, yeah, and uh, cry. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <clears throat> I'm still feeling a little bit fragile. Yeah. Are you going to admit to this on, on, on the tape? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like the beginning of every episode, yeah. I'm talking about how hungover I am. So, you're basically saying that your wife's never going to listen to this podcast, right? She's, yeah, never. You will admit to this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you made a promise. Yeah, yeah. I made a, I, actually, I didn't make a promise. Did you? No. You were just told. I was just to. told. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and we all know how I am with being told to do things yes. or not to do things. Yes. Yeah. It's like a red flag to a bull. And she hasn't learned that yet? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I'll give, it, I'll give it two more years. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, so exciting news. Um, because we released an episode. Oh, yeah. Yes, we Is actually have... the news you told me about earlier in the week? No, 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 no. just gen- generally, because this is the first episode we've recorded oh, okay. since I've released an episode. Oh, okay. So now we actually have viewers to disappoint. Yes, and, and we are aware that we have at least disappointed one viewer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's like a, a big moment in everyone's yeah. career. How to take criticism. <laughs> but that was the worst part of so it. So we're here, so you yeah. didn't win. Yeah, you didn't win. We will find you. <laughs> Your dislike means nothing to us. <laughs> we will find you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... As you've never seen James Allen Bob, you oh. not know what happened. Yeah. Poom Destroyer 2005. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was the um, Jay's alter ego name? Uh, Chronic and Blunt Man? No, oh, no like Chronic? Commander Clit or something? Oh, I am the Clit Commander. Clit Commander, yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah. I like how you're mostly silent in these conversations until the opportunity to talk about sex comes up yeah. and then you're like yeah this mike's like this is what i've been waiting for <laughs> this is me this is my area of expertise mike we might have commented how episode two was the best episode he'd heard which coincidentally was the episode he was not present for yes so it is actually also the only episode that he's heard because yeah. he refuses to listen to his own voice uh... For an, for an RP stuff, it's probably a big problem, right? Is it? Yeah, I suppose so. You, I mean, 
He's not listening to his art, so listen to his voice. Very well, different. Uh, I agree. Comments. So, uh, question then is why don't you sing instead of talking? Oh, that's a really good idea. Oh, I could be the bard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You need a harp. The gleaming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a great idea. So, maybe we should um, talk about the book. Yes. Yeah. The point of the podcast isn't just to bag on Mike. Oh. No. Unfortunately, that's that's our next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's just our lives in general. <laughs> um, so, what we'll be doing today... Two chapters. Yes. Leave taking. Yes. And journey to the ferry. Close. The road to Taran Ferry. The road to Taran Ferry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Close yeah. yeah. That 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 ferry bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. These were quite short chapters. Actually. They were. Yeah. yeah. Which made it easy for me. Mm. I was actually uh, listening through the. Um, Audible a visual with uh, Rosamund Pike, who plays uh, Moira Rain oh, in yeah. the, the show, and it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes when like an actual actress like kind of reads the book. Yeah, does she she do all the characters? No, just the female parts. Some other person like like took care of yeah. the tainted side, yeah. and uh, no, it was awesome. It was wicked, and also really short because these chapters are short. Mm. It was like an hour. That was sick. So, you know, I listen to audible books in my car. I'd listen to, uh, I'd listen to um, a few, and then I listened to this uh, Alan B. Foster compilation. And uh, then I went to pick the next book I was going to listen to, and um, I picked 1Q84, which is this um, alternate world novel written by a Japanese author. And it's 47 hours long. So, Jesus. That's, 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 I think, as long, if not longer, than The Stand. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to, well, I listened to, like, half of The Stand, and yeah, it's so yeah. I don't have time for that. After I started listening to it, I then went and read about it on Wikipedia to see what the critical reception was. Oh, yeah. Mixed. Mixed. Yeah. That's, not, that's not, not good enough for I'm me not, to invest 48 hours. Oh, it's not too bad kind of mixed, but uh, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, it's the shittest thing ever. <laughs> kind of mixed, right? <laughs> Polarizing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's not that's not a good enough reception for me to put forty seven hours of my oh, life well, into. Yeah. I'm an hour and a half in now, so. Oh, were you committed? committed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, committed. Balling. And look, you'll be spending what at least some time in the hospital soon, so you've got to have something to do. Yeah, maybe listening to wives and babies or something. Mm. Headphones on. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So, chapter ten, it seems that they're finally. Getting out of the uh, yeah the village. So um, thank fuck for that, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I I know how you feel. Yeah, honestly, yeah. you just like want some adventure, and it's it's a weird well, now. It's, we, a bit, it's a bit of an it. interesting chapter in terms of characterization, I think. Yeah, it's um it's good for that you see that sort of real like interplay between the boys. Yeah. In a stressful situation. Yeah. And you see sort of. I guess, uh, kind of their real character in a way, yeah. like you do with most people when they're under stress. Yeah, you know. So it's and and it sets up, I guess, uh, you know, a, a, a fair bit of establishment about where these characters are going, right? Because mm. you've got the the guy with the sword, you've got the guy with the bow and arrow. Yeah. And then another guy comes along. Oh, oh, he's got an axe now. So we've got our... Yes. Well, it sounds like... Look, look. 
you can have my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's again it's Chekhov's gun, right? We're we're mentioning these weapons now. Yes. Because we'll need to use them down the line, right? Yeah. So, it's also a good basis for you know DPS in a party, right? So you've got. You know, you've got your bow, you've got your axe, yeah. you've got your sword, you just need a healer. Yeah. Um, With and, and you need a tank. Yeah. And you've got, I suppose, Lan's a tank. Yeah, he could be a tank. He's pretty yeah. tanky. He's a one-man army, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then the entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't check the loft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't uh, mentioning in the gleam, and I was, I was talking about Egg Weasel. You, uh, you do you. Yeah. Whenever like, yeah. you're interested in. We see the um, entertainment. Yes. The Gleeman, so. yes. Uh, yeah, I was making a crude historical reference, but <laughs> you took it up face value. Yeah, I, I trusted you. Yeah. Mm. Um, which, which was, I think that was quite interesting, Egwene. Yeah. How much attention she pays to these boys, right? Or how much attention she just pays in general. Yeah. She yeah. could put things together. It's very. Deductive. Right? She's yeah. She's a switched-on little cookie. Yeah. 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 Um, but especially you know that she's what you know again it's this unspoken or spoken love between her and Rand, right? Mm. And she's she's paying attention to what he's doing. She's watching him. Yeah. And, what and then she's noticing his friends, and then oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think that the the boys are sort of um, quite tied together, really, even in the town. They've always been sort of the three sort of troublemakers. Well, primarily Matt, I guess, is the troublemaker, yeah. whereas they just kind of follow along yeah. with most of his stuff. But every, everything that one of them does, yeah. you can be sure that the other two will probably be along. So she sees Matt and Perrin sneaking around. Um, and she de- she describes them in a in a in a fantastic way, that like bull calves pretending to be wolves or something mm. like that. Mm. Um, I love her de- descriptions of them. I I, I like the little bit of um, I guess again glimpse into the mystical. Mm-hmm. Or the wheel aspect um, on how Moraine, you know, I guess allows them to come. Yes. Right? So uh, Lan pushes against it, right? And, yeah. And he's like, "No, we've got too many. Take a hike." He's like, "Well, I've got to be defending these people, yeah. so you're just making more work for yes. me." Yes. Yeah. And uh, Moraine is. Uh, you know, something about weaving and yeah, and the light weaves as yeah, whatever, right? I don't know. <laughs> so I get this terminology down, right? <laughs> like we weaves as something, something, yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And, Actually, yes, and um, you know, and and and, and, it, and it's it. It's interesting, I think, because that's, it's almost like a easy cop-out literary, literary device, right? You don't have to go explain that, you know, why these people allow these people to come along with them. You're just building your party, right, to go raiding. And, and you just go, okay, well, I want this character and this character and this character. Okay, well, how can I explain that they let these characters come? It is written as such, See, right? You... Described that as what did you call that? A cheap cop out literary device. <laughs> I describe it as one of the greatest literary devices uh, yeah. ever invented. Yeah. Because it's it takes away that whole suspension of disbelief. Right? Like yeah. when you're whenever you're reading a thing or watching a movie and the right guy is there at the right time, you know, or how you know, like it's yeah, sometimes yeah. you feel like that is, it's unbelievable that yeah. he would just happen to be there right at the right time. Yeah. But he's, Robert Jordan's written into the 
the it was god's the, plan this yeah but it's like it's almost like it's almost like a, a level above the actual story that's going on is this kind of this pattern and this wheel that is weaving people into the positions where they need to be yeah right so if you can get on board with that whole um concept then you don't have those moments of going like ah like well there's why would she suddenly be on the other side of the world or something like that you know because yeah. you're like well it was god's plan it was well, the, the pattern the is the weave right who is who is the weavey well that that's <laughs> doing the weaving that is it the creator i thought it was like like uh, the fates you know from like is it Norse mythology? Like, fates or is it Greek? Like one of those two. That, I don't know. You know, like, uh, just like one person that's going, with the wheel, but... It's a hamster. It's like an eternal hamster oh, just running man. forever. That makes turning sense. the wheel. Yeah. Shadow hamster. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll see in future podcasts whether I can... Get on board with get it. Get on board with it, or whether I see it as a cheap cop-out, right? I oh, see I just thought it was a really um, clever way to solve that problem because it must be a problem that p plagues lots of authors who are writing books like how can I reasonably justify character X or Y being in the position where they need to be oh, at any yeah, given you've time got a, you've got a thousand pages of book I'm sure you can come up with a reason he did <laughs> he did it's better than there being no reason right yeah. I'm running risk of getting another dislike. <laughs> angry comments. Andrew does not know what he's talking about. Yeah. Is, 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 is the master. He's the literary genius. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, at least, at least, what do you think, Mike? Literary genius or cheap cop-out? I think it's, it's a little bit of both. Fences, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, because non committing, no, because yeah. like I want to believe that every character has their like reason for like being at their place at that time, blah, blah, blah. but then I'm like, where the hell is the creator in all this shit? Mm. And that's what when I go, well, oh, yeah, yeah, finished, yeah, right, that could be that could be something that comes in much, much later, right? Or that we're talking about this and we're like. Is the creature like a living thing or is it just like an essence? Mm -hmm. And is the essence like the pattern or, is, or I don't know. It's, yeah. It's a slippery slope too. Uh, I guess, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of media has this idea, right, behind a uh, a will of the universe, a universal will driving things, right? Mm. You know. The force. Right. I don't know enough about Star Wars. The comment, the wind. Mm. Well, I guess that's 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 how Moraine's trust in it comes across to me. Yes, it's like a Jedi trusting in the Force. Yes. Right? Yep. So and, and she she states as much to Lan. Yeah. And Lan Lan. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. sees her point. Yeah. Um, and then it's tested again with the Cleaver. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and my harp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever, it'll be cool. I'll go sing some stories, whatever, right, you know. Yeah. I, I want to come along for the ride. Yeah. Because you know, he like, doesn't want to go by himself. He's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to be uh, beaten. And they're like, well, you're here. Uh, the author wanted you here, so let's go. He, he, he literally says that, see, yeah, I've been written in, <laughs> I've been written in, so yeah. here I am. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. just waiting, waiting up in the, uh, above the stable there, yeah, uh, for my time to shine, uh, Robert said, uh, just turn up, mate. Yeah. And there it was. I did find it interesting that he was hiding in the stable, though, I have to admit. But um, for ages, though, like, it wasn't just, like... And then it, like, it was there for the entire dialogue, and then he's like, here I am. Yeah. Mm. Like, once they mentioned his horse. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, a horse, all right, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He yeah. probably would have let them go if he didn't he mention probably just horse. would have followed behind, right? Yeah, maybe. 
Um, <clears throat> one of the other things we get um, is when Perrin is discussing um, Mistress Lewin. And you see this kind of um, I want to call it like a shadow almost of the old blood, right, which is very um, blood-borne-ish description and probably not um, ex precisely what I mean. But um, when Moraine in the previous chapter was talking to the townspeople yeah. and she said, like, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. Like, is this what the Manetheran bloodline has come to? Yeah. Right? But you can still kind of see um, the way they're just preparing to rebuild the, the town, like that kind of stubbornness, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is the same stubbornness with which they fought the Trollocs, yeah. right? And they're like, he says like she, she wishes that the Trollocs would come back yeah. so that yeah. she could like teach them a lesson, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, but... Um... I guess it's 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 an interesting juxtaposition to these boys who are the complete opposite, right? They're they're they're, they're yeah. one they're running away. Yeah. But two, they're doubting should we be running away? You yeah. know, they're just there's there's no there's no balls. Stoicism. There. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know we're describing this woman as having these balls instead, right? You know, mm. this um, as you say, stoicism. Yeah. Mm. What need for vengeance, or mm. I guess these typically masculine traits, right? And you see it again when they're leaving the town. So when they're sort of they all sort of saddle up and they're you know riding out or sneaking out thank you very much mate sneaking out because of patrols right the patrols are exactly what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. and i mean lan collar comments that um um two darvel trollocs would have them all for, for breakfast yeah right? and that may be but these people's instinct isn't to hide right or run away, or run away. Yeah. it's to do the best job that they know how which apparently isn't a very good one yeah but they are still out there doing it yeah i mean they're probably all well aware that they couldn't fight off a couple of trollocs yeah but yet there's something in them that says this is our land, we'll protect it. Yeah. Which is, you know, the same attitude that they had when it was that the original country, right, of Manetheran. Yeah, yeah. So there is still something in these people of that old blood, right? Yeah. Even if some of them are, you know, not particularly friendly towards Moraine and Lan and... Yeah. So on. You know, they're still you know, doing think, what they can. I think that um, you could explain it that way, or you could explain it along the lines of this um, community individualism, I guess, which is portrayed a fair amount in, the, um, in these opening chapters. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they and, and and they go into that a bit more in the next chapter with the descriptions of. Right? Yeah, um, that was actually something I wanted to bring up too, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, but yeah, but make, it could, feels could like um, you know they're not where would they go? They wouldn't just leave and go to another village mm. because that's that's not them. Mm. The, those other villages are shit for some whatever reason, right? 
They're not, they're not whores. Yeah. Very tribal. They are very tribal, yeah. Considering they live in a really, really small, isolated part of the world. Yeah. They sort of seem to be very happy to segregate themselves at an even more granular level yeah. than just like the two rivers. Because the two rivers is the area that they live in, which yeah, encompasses yeah. like yeah. Watch Hill, Emmonsfield, Tarrant Ferry. And then each individual is like Eamon's Field, yeah. right? They're like, no, like, we're Eamon's Field. Yeah, yeah. Those Tarrant Ferriers yeah. are uh, sneaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Slide, count the fingers. Yeah. yeah. They're basically like hobbits. Yeah, but are you, yeah. But hobbits don't seem to have that mistrust mm. of outsiders to that level, right? You know? Um, it's, it's quite almost competitive in a way this tribalism you know that we're better than any other village in a way right I have to take notes so that I can remember what the hell we talked about when I put this up I'm not just drawing cocks on a piece of paper so I can show you to make you laugh. Like Johnny did, just like drawing pictures during the court. Yeah. Editions. No, like so, so I have to take notes because when I when I'm doing the the um, production, just post production, it's like I forget like well, when did we talk about this? When did we talk about this? Just uh, the mention of Johnny Depp, just for our listeners out there, in case they're concerned. We are all safe from having our beds shackled by Amber Heard. We can uh, yeah. sleep easy. Sleep easy. Yeah. We're marking ourselves safe. And we have all of our fingertips. <laughs> um, so what, what, uh, that's pretty much it for that chapter, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about the little bit of interplay between Egwene and Rand. We know when he's sort of saddling up her, her horse and stuff, but it is—it's more a, a chapter to to move along the story a little bit rather than yeah. to actually do any sort of deep revelations. It's, you know, it's the setting up the party and and there's a off, there's, there's a little hint here, I think, as well to something that's again um, comes up in the next chapter is. Um, you know, about land going around and, and buying old horses and stuff, right? I think that's this chapter. Yes, yeah. 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 But then the next chapter, uh, the same point has arisen, I, I think, about his, or about their wealth, or their treatment of money. Compared. Oh, right at the end. Well, yes, right at the end of this yeah. chapter. But this yeah. chapter, you know, again, he's just going around and he's, and there's a, I think there's a comment about him buying Grey, right? This horse, or no, what's his horse's name? Cloud. Oh, Cloud, yes. And he's and he's like, oh, you know, you would have had to pay a lot yeah. because the owner of that horse is, you know, racing him up and beats everyone else to shit or something like that, right? And blah, blah, blah. So I think he just races other people for yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's a crazy horse too. Yeah, right? yeah. aggressive ass or something. And he's like, you know, restless. that would have yeah. that would have cost a pretty penny. Yeah. And yeah, and, and you know, Lance going around just buying all these these horses, right? Yeah. They're not going to steal these horses. Yeah. No, they're going to pay for they're them. They're going to pay for them, and they're going to pay for apart, them for apart from the Gleemans one, they were going to nick his. Yeah. 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 Did they? I don't think they ever mentioned I would leave him some money. They were just like, ah, she can take the Gleemans. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Probably because he wasn't particularly nice to Mo Moraine, so yeah. Lamb was like, screw him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, okay, so let's move on then to... Um, <clears throat> uh, they leave via the North Road, the road to Tarrant Ferry, and there's a little bit more going on in this chapter. Yeah. Some nice... Um, I guess some nice... 
introductions to more creatures that exist in this world and the magic element that's going mm. on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so they leave um, running, galloping in a line, pretty much straight line. And they run all the way to a watch hill. To watch hill. And they're like, let them break, please. And you see, I, know, I, I, I like the descriptions of them, like imagining. Yeah. You know the food they're gonna eat, mm. drinks they're gonna have, mm. sitting around a warm fire. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know. They don't. We're quite, not in a rush. They don't quite get the seriousness of the situation they're in, right? Yeah. Yeah, like they're like, ah, oh, we'll we'll stop overnight. Oh, and... Pie, mutton pie, oh, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm cockles. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they don't. They, they kind of get it. They kind of don't. Uh, or maybe it's just that they've always considered Watch Hill to be so far away yeah. for them that they f- they feel like well nothing could catch us up there. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then. And then they hear a screech in the sky. Or is that after this? That's after that, right? Um, that, that was at Watch Hill. Ah, you're right, yes. That's as they're all kind of standing around. Yeah. They get yeah. they get dive-bombed. Yeah, because the people at Watch Hill were having the bell time or something. Bell time. Yeah, oh, yeah. But and, then, and, like, and, and, the and screech happens, and then everyone's like, yeah, pauses, yeah. and then... Piano, piano music stops. And everyone turns to look. Time to <laughs> And they resume. Yeah. Ah, well. Yeah, I'm sure it was nothing. Yeah, sure it was nothing. Yeah. I mean, funny that, obviously, Watch Hill wasn't attacked by, by Trollocs. You, you don't, I mean, you kind of get a sense of the distance. But yeah. at the same time, you would think that a town nearby being burnt down would be news. Yeah, you'd at least hear it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or see, 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 see the smoke in the distance. Or yeah. Like Rand thought that, like, Charlotte's in the water, but then, like, they, like, remembered that only, like, their house has been attacked and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I suppose they didn't really do an awful lot of damage, did they? Like, they attacked what, a couple of places. It was quite surgical. It wasn't like they just destroyed everything, I suppose. Yeah. It yeah. seemed quite planned because there's one watch hill, like the nearest like village, like it wasn't even attacked. They're just like, what's happening? Mm. But again, again, it speaks to this isolationism, right? Mm. No one from Edmund's Field rode out to the nearest village to get help. Yeah. No news of this has been passed on to the nearest village yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's even thought to go and. and check or ask for supplies or anything or or they just didn't happen no one from the other village happened to be coming to their village or or whatever right or yeah there's no yeah there's there's no sort of regular traffic between the two villages it's we live here you live there and very rarely will we ever interact right yeah they seem like to like straight away just rebuild just let's rebuild and Rand commented is this the furthest he's been Right. It was mapped. Yeah, mapped. Yeah, mapped. yeah. This, this, this is, you know, this is the furthest they've been, right? Yeah. This village. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the next village over. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's. Basically and, and, and he's almost proud of that. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, he's like, I've been here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know the name of the, I know the name of the inn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I look at me in my worldly ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's probably a good a good um, d- description of sort of how they are really because, like you say, they probably is proud of it. Yeah. Like they have that that complete isolation. So yeah, like of course he would be proud that he's been to the next town. Yeah, he's a big man. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like he helped his dad like yeah. pull tobacco or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. A... yeah, yeah. I mean, their idea of what traveling is is like so naive yeah right and that's one of the the things i think is really great with the way that they're written at this stage is like they really don't know 
anything yeah. about the outside world. Yeah. Like, less than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And neither does the reader. Right? True. We're yeah. in their position. Right? True. Yeah. And I think that that's good, right? Because you sort of, you know what they know. Yeah. Is you're not, you're not force-fed all other of than, the other knowledge than, other than the beginning. prologue. Yes. You've seen nothing. Yeah. Other than through the eyes of these people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's good. It, it builds you up slowly. And Robert Jordan's really happy to play the long game, as I'm sure you're aware. Now, I'm going to butcher the name of this creature. Um, the Nazgul. I wonder, like, how often this book gets um, compared to Lord of the Rings. Mm. Probably a lot. Draegar? Drakar? Drakar. I think it's a play of dragon, right? Yeah, no, I don't get that. Mm. No. Drakar. I'm sure in the back of the book it tells us exactly how to pronounce it, but that... That would be cheating. Um, this, this is the opportune moment for listener engagement. Comment below yeah. how tell you us. believe it is pronounced. Yeah. Tell us how bad of a job we are doing with the pronunciation. It's, uh, it's not actually in there, which is interesting. So we're just going to go with Dragar. Dragar. So... Um, described kind of like a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, right? Because he's like, it's blocking out the, the shadow against the mm. moon. Right? Yeah. He states it's uh, pretty huge. Yeah. So he's a big boy. Yeah. Flying around. And then um, before it attacks, we get... Well, does it attack? I mean, it's Because sort of... that doesn't what it feels like to me. It's a spy. Right, it's it's not it's not that yeah, it was, uh, it's not something they that that's used as a beast of war. It's it's spying back to the yeah, it was like into the baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's I mean, it says a uh, scream ripped the darkness. Sound like a man dying under sharp knives. Wings swooped low above the party. Um, the wind of the Dragar's wings beat at Rand with a feel like a touch of slime, uh, like chittering in the dank dimness of a nightmare. Um, and then the horse explodes. Not literally. Um, yeah, and then he kind of gets dragged on. So you're right. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he. I. Because I, in my mind's eye, it was kind of like he Swooping sort of out. dive bombed them, mm. and then flew off again. But maybe he didn't. Maybe he's just marking them for That's the phase. Feel, sort like, of dropped yeah. down and just went right over the top of them. Yeah. And then flew off. Yeah. So there must be some communication. Or they're watching it, and when it swoops down, that's where they are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay, they're over there now because he's yeah. down over there. Yeah. Yeah. So now in, in my mind, when I was reading the book, it was almost like he sort of went down and was like, mm. and then flew off again. I don't think. But yeah, you're right. Maybe it was just a, a low swoop. Um, and then the commotion that erupts around sort of was really um, what made me feel like the chaos. Yeah. You know, and it and it and it's attack. almost like this 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 creature instills a fear, mm. and not just the animals but the people as well, right? Oh, part out, and not 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 just because they're scared of it, mm. but it's it, it's a it's almost like a magical power of this creature. Mm. It's an effect that it has. Yeah, is this. Panic and fear, and yeah, it's it's not just people being scared of it mm. rationally in a way. Mm. It's, it's like primal, yeah, or magical. Yeah, you know, minus two leadership. 
Yeah. They're just sure. anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Roll for charisma checks. Yeah. So it's described as being worse than a Trolloc or a Fade. Yeah. But by Thom. I'm calling him Thom. But you yeah. said it's Tom. Yeah. I'll, I'll, go, for, I'll go for the third one. Home. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> so we're getting um we're getting introduced to some new to some new enemies. Yeah. Which which is good. And then so we get um Moraine's magic. Yes. She's um She's totally a support role, right? So yeah. It's quite interesting. Again, it's stated she can't do for herself what she can do for others. And I find that a really interesting limitation mm-hmm. to put on. And in some ways I suppose it makes sense. In other ways it's it does sort of feel quite limiting. Yeah. Yeah. She's not your typical mage in that she can cast spells on herself. Mm. Right? Yeah. So you almost need like a pair of Aesodai, like if you're going somewhere, yeah. right? Like so they can just top each other up. That seems to be like the Well it's also an interesting take on how how magic's supposed to work in this world or what the point of the Aes Sedai is. Mm. So, if, we, if we're to see that the way they can use magic is only in the support and help of others, mm. that's quite an altruistic yeah. thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not selfish. They can't no. use it on their own. It's almost built into it, right, that it's for... Yeah, like you say, altruistic purposes. For the protection of the wider world. Yeah. It sort of builds a selfless person, right? Because you're constantly having to do things for other people. It's not, it's not a, a, there's no sort of, yeah, like selfishness about the magic. You cannot be constantly using it on yourself. Yeah. You can only use it on other people. Yeah. So you think it would build a, general sort of protective kind of yeah or a um a general sort of ideal of service to others yeah into the training of using this magic yeah yeah because that's the only way you're ever going to be using it yeah so very difficult to you know like make yourself feel big and strong make yourself immune to certain things you're constantly like Constantly giving with it, helping other people. Which, I, I know I said we wouldn't refer to the TV show too much, but based on my knowledge beyond what we've read of the TV show, mm. when the false dragon is presented in the TV show, mm. he uses it in a completely different way. It's not a... It's not a shared thing. It's not. It's not a. He's mm. he's improving his army or whatever thing. Uh, he's literally using it as a tool for his own betterment. Right. Um, okay. Using it as a weapon. Yeah. He's creating. Um, So he's using it selfishly. He's using it selfishly. So you think that that may be setting up the dichotomy between him... Maybe that's why... Maybe that's the fundamental difference between men and women. And maybe that's why men can't use it properly. Because... Yeah. Maybe that's why it drives them crazy. Because they use it selfishly. Could be. Yeah. 
Yeah. The way you use it eventually over time has an effect on the user. And the man will use it for his own betterment, his own power, his own... Hmm. And a woman will use it to benefit those around her and protect the family. The more hmm. motherly... Yeah, I mean, in the, in the context of the world in which they live, that definitely makes sense, mm. right? Because women are certainly like these strong protective influences mm. in this world, whereas men are certainly seen as the destructive influences. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I can see the logic in that. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, and also that um, Moraine can use it to sort of heal animals as well. Yeah. Not just people, which is useful. Yeah. Yeah. And as we go on, she can draw down weather changes. Yeah. Or is I... that a weather change or is that actually some sort of magical? What do you think? I'm me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm undecided, to be honest. So. Does she, does she just... Make it so a fog appears, or is this more than a fog? Mm. So there's this there's this little interplay between Lan and Moiraine before the fog forms. Um, uh, it says Lan must have asked a question, for Moiraine suddenly shouted over the wind and the pounding of hooves. I cannot. Most especially not from the back of a galloping horse. They are not easily killed, even when they can be seen. We must run and hope. So he's no, talking about killing the dragon. The, you're going to call it dragon. Going to go with dragon. Go with dragon. Okay. You you do you. So and then the fog kind of forms around them. Yeah. So that's her alternative, right? Hmm. Could be. It's not explicitly stated that it is. Um, it feels like to me that, okay, well, we can't kill it, we'll just hide from it, right? Yeah, so Lan states um, there is still only one place we can be going. Yeah. And then Moraine replies, my agile is sly, I will use its own slyness, slyness against it. Yeah. They galloped on silently. So the implication seems to be that it is Moiraine using magic to generate this fog or mist yeah. around them to conceal them. Yeah. And it seems to work because the the cries of the dragger I'm not gonna call it a dragon. The cry the cries of the dragger slowly fade away. Mm. So it, it seems to work. But I, I didn't pick up on that, really, my first reading through. Mm -hmm. um, as her using magic, it did that concept just completely went over the top of my head. You thought coincidence. Yeah. It was just, it was just foggy. Yeah, just foggy. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I didn't get it. Seems though to. I mean, it absolutely the does. Fog to like counteract the like base, yeah. like four guys side kind of thing. Yeah. Eyes, like, really... And if it makes sense, if you can't kill it, if you can't face it, then the other only other option is to hide. Yeah. Right. I thought, I think to me the descriptions of the fog made me think it's magical. Yeah. Yeah, because it's sort of, it's also hiding sound almost mm. as well as hiding. Well, just how. Intense it is. Like mm. they couldn't see each other. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty thick. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've never claimed to be the smartest man alive. But sure? oh man, yeah. have you seen Reed Richards? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh this is and with that, we get another down. Yeah. <laughs> who is Reed Richards? Mr. Fantastic. Who's Mr. Fantastic? Fantastic Four. Okay, I've heard of them. The stretchy guy. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I'm not a I'm not a Marvel I'm guy. Not a nerd. <laughs> I, I'm a nerd, I'm just not a Marvel nerd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they reached Taron Ferry. Yes. And this is where we Where he's like dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah. guy's like, what are you doing waking me up in the middle of the night? Like, money? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. So we get our next bit of, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, racism or xenophobia. What would you, how would you describe it? Is it, I mean, you described it earlier as what, like, isolationism? Yeah. It's not really, I don't know tribalism. how. Tribalism? Tribalism, yeah, maybe a better way to describe it. Um, but they described Taron Ferry people as sly. Sly, yeah. Pant me fingers. Mm. Shake hands. Yeah. That's yeah. And then the Taron Ferry folk sort of seem to look down their noses at all of the people who live out in yeah. the fields. Yeah. yeah. So there's a it's mutual. It isn't just one way. Yeah. Yeah. We, don't, we don't like outsiders. Yeah. And, um, Who does, to be fair? Yeah. Um, but then when they bring money, and but I mean I don't know. Even if they bring money, but uh, he brings a lot of money, right? He does um stack the gold, didn't yeah. he? So, so I guess that was my point that I didn't make earlier that I was thinking of is around. The money around the money, and they 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 don't dish out money like it's going out of fashion, right? It's not, and and I guess the question to me is, why is money no object to land and Lorraine? Could it be a magic thing? Exactly. Is, 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 is this real money, or are they just making money, or are, 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 illusion? Are, or are the Aesidae rich, right? Are they, is, uh, or uh, uh, are these people in the Wop Wops just Brilliant. just poor, right? And and the, the little bit of money means a lot to them, or are they are they uh, are the Aesidae sitting in their gold towers hoarding all the money, and they can just Afford to just go shit, yeah. It's just make it rain. Make it rain. Make yeah. it. Shake them yeah. titties. Yeah. Uh, are they? Uh, or is Moraine going? You've got a magical wallet, and every time you open it, there's five dollars in there, right? Hermione's mm. handbag. How it never ends. Yeah. Pulling that shit forever. Hermione's handbag. Yeah. Right. Harry Potter. We don't have yeah. a lot of references now. Uh. Is that an actual literary device now, Hermione's handbag? Or did you just come up with that on the spot? No, she actually has a handbag that like never ends. Just like... Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I mean, like, has that actually been adopted as like a literary device now? Or something? So it's like, oh, it's oh, Hermione's handbag. Like, like Chekhov's gun. Mike's doing so it. Hermione's handbag. It will be. Podcast goes viral, man. Yeah. Hermione's handbag. I've just never heard it before. But yeah, it makes sense. Because you, you understand it when you say it, right? Like when you say like, oh, it's like a minus hand, you get it. You're like, yeah. Only because I have to watch like every film every single year. Without fail. Does, is, your, is your missus a fan of, of the old yeah, HP? She, yeah, she really likes HP, so I have to watch it. Yeah, I would be... Uh... But I would make her watch every Marvel film, so uh, <laughs> who wins? <laughs> But there are so many Marvel films now that soon she won't have time to watch any Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to watch the TV show. Wow. Yeah. And the Could camp, you pick and, and the choose that? TV show. No. Is that like, otherwise you don't get the obscure references that come up for yeah, five seconds yeah, yeah. in movies. And like, you've got to go back and watch the pre-Marvel Marvel movies who are now involved. The Fox movies. Sony movies. X-Men in 97, whatever it is. Yeah. And, 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 and you've got to go back and read the, the fucking Jim Starlin comics, right? Otherwise, you're not going to know what the Thanos copter is, right? 
Yeah, I have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. It's a hard life, man. Yeah. Literally no idea what you're talking about. No. <laughs> Not big-brained enough <laughs> to understand a concept as deep as the Thanos copter. No. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I've gotten through 36 years of my life with without it. I'm sure I'll survive the, the next 36. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen uh, next year? Well, yeah, you'll be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It'll be like. Yeah, the last question. Yeah. Describe to me in detail the, the concept of the Thanos Copter. Shit. Fuck, I should have listened to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fudge. I should have listened yeah. to Andy. So, before we... Oh, by the way, I listened to the first episode and I enjoyed the beeping. Oh, you did? Yes. What? Did you actually listen to it all the way through? I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so I got to. And I'm going to make you beep it out again. <laughs> Two f***ers in a gay. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my life. That's, that's two minutes of your life I've just wasted. It's more, than, find, find, it's more than two minutes. Find the WAP file. Beep. It's more than find. two minutes. What did you find? What? Don't tell him. Don't? Oh, okay. He missed I can't it. say it because it creates work for Halloween and I say two f***ers in a day. Did you watch an episode? I mean, I mean hear one. Yes. Watch it. I did. I listened to it. For which one? Did you listen on YouTube or did you listen? YouTube. You I couldn't it. find the Spotify link. Uh, you just search the false dragons and come up. Yeah, it might have just false dragons. Oh, I thought it was called like, two f in the gap. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was called Tarbell Literary Society. No, I decided that Mike was better yeah. in that regard. Yeah, okay, mm. good. next week we'll have different names. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, you'll find us. Yeah, so uh, do you want to? Is there anything else that stands out before we, we wrap up? You changing the subject? I know, yeah. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> He just wants us to stop saying two f***ing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time. It's like, in the end, I will just, I'll just hard cut the end of the episode. I'll just go, no, nah, this is it. This whole bit out, right? And yeah, then yeah. I'll just come back and it'll just be Al edit on his own re-recording that segment. <laughs> no, nobody's got anything to say. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to have a, a, a counter for like swear words in the no, because that's work. That's yeah. you say that like it's, but it's it's so much work. Yeah. yeah. Or this is where you've got to you've got to go on fiber, mate. Oh, uh, you know Subcontract what? Subcontract this shit. The um the concept of fiber was supposed to be that um everything costs a fiver, right? Mm. You go on there, you like search for like I don't know, randomly like podcast art. It's like people like. Two hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Inflation, I, mate. I will do your podcast. I'm like, that's not the name of the website. Well, it's inflation, mate. Yeah. It's like when you know those dollar stores. Dollar stores ain't a dollar store anymore, right? And they, but then they became one, two, three. Mm. Maybe it's one dollar. Maybe it's two dollars. Maybe it's three dollars. And now, and now it's ten, twenty, thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you want to bring up before we, before we, before we end, end the episode? Mike, anything that stands out to you that you feel like we've missed touching on? We've done um, the wheel and the pattern, shadows of the old blood, uh, racism, um, dragons, Moraine's blood. What about the horse? I mean, Bella. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bella. Yes, really. How could we forget best Bella. girl Bella? Bella. Yeah. Can't you hear me yelling? What so is she, so yeah. Bella's like this, they're like, oh, shit, yeah. She's you got Bella. Oh, God, yeah, she's going to slow us down. So right. Bella's never described explicitly as, like, old, I don't think. No. Yeah, she's just slow and... Yeah. Just slow. a mare, right? She's not a stallion. Yes. Yeah. She's just and, a, a docile and, and, mare. And, and she's got, she's got, you know, she can go, but she can't go fast. Mm. You know, she's got stamina. She's got stamina, yeah. Which is, you know, which is what you want in a mare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she is, um, 
Moraine works her magic. The least weary of Orvid. And and yeah. suddenly and suddenly she's keeping up with the rest, right? Yeah, she's keeping up with the rest. And when they stop, she seems to be the least weary of them all, mm. which is pretty cool. Mm. That you have a horse you didn't even know it was that good. Mm. Yeah. Bella is um but Bella is best girl. Yeah? She seems like it. Are you are you, are you spoiling or anything? No. No, no, no. There's something I need to know about Bella in the coming chapters. She's actually a person. Yeah. In a horse suit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like cousin or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's the village furry. They just never, <laughs> <laughs> they just never realize. The wizard turns like yeah. assholes into horses. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think, um, I think that's, um, I think it's an interesting nice... look at the magic again. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is how powerful it is, right? Mm. It's not just taking away their fatigue. Yeah. It's like refreshing them completely. So it's changing them, right? Is it changing them or is it just... What makes you say it's changing them? Well, this, this horse could never keep up with the others, right? And now this horse is... A, is well, I mean, it, it was the least weary horse before she used the magic on it. So, okay, had it just changed its attitude and this horse was just like, ah, I couldn't run that fast, but nah, right? Or is it physically changed the horse so that it can now sprint with the best of horses? Well, so get first the order is important, I think, in understanding that, that, that question. So they leave the stables... Rand's worried about Bella. Then they stop. Then Moraine uses the magic on them. Yeah. And that that's when she comments that Bella was the least weary. Yeah. So the implication is that she had to use less magic on Bella to refresh her than she did on the other horses who were more tired. Maybe. So she would have been she would have, the stamina is probably, you know, Rand said, well, you know, she's got stamina. Clearly she does have pretty good stamina. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't make that connection. I guess the questions in my head were more along the lines of what effect can Moraine have mm. on our protagonists? Oh, uh, yeah. If she can do this to the horses, yeah. what kind of magic can she cast on the protagonists? Was... If she can change them in that fundamental fundamental way. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's a if it's a if it's a mental thing or an attitude thing, like this horse is it's got stamina, yeah, but it's just it's just lazy, right? It doesn't want to run fast. Maybe lazy or maybe they've how can she th- change the way people think? Or the way people act? Yeah. Or she can change the way animals act. Like yeah. a Jedi. You yeah. want to run fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I. It's an interesting way to look at it. I never, I never looked at it that way. Could be, I suppose. Why not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, mm. I mean, you made this comment about how you saw it as this or this horse was the least fatigued because it had stamina. Yes. Right. The other aspect is this is also the only female. True. Yeah. It's the only one that's described as a mare, right? All the so other ones are. Magic is more effective for females than it is for males. Maybe. Or maybe it's another um it's another little um more in touch with the pattern that is woven. Maybe. I was gonna say that maybe it's it's another little string in that bow of the women versus the men in this world yeah. you know it's quite a matriarchal society if it's that way for humans it's is it too far of a, st- a stretch to assume that maybe it's the same way for animals as well yeah. find out next week yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good alright so look forward to what chapters are we reading next? 
You don't have the names memorized, man? Come on. So across the Taron and intriguingly named Choices. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to have a whole chapter of the Mars about it. Fucking yeah. great. It's yeah. not as boring as a, uh, you know, a classic theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What to Waiheke? So the different. most boring ferry trip on the planet. Well, it depends who's who's on it. Right. So we need to say the things, the the magic, the magic internet words, which yeah. are like to what? Like, comment, subscribe. Oh. Click that. Oh, I, I, I know one today. It said you got to click on that that uh, the bell thing. Oh, we have right? to. Yes, that's so the new one, isn't it? Notifications, right? Yeah. Make sure you. you Click the bell yeah. so you get notifications when we go live. Yeah. So, because otherwise we might be shadow banned <laughs> by the internet police, right? And you got to smash the I think, like button. I think you've been watching too much Joe Rogan lately. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to Alex Jones while oh, I sleep. God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waking up. Oh, I've made tinfoil hats in my sleep, <laughs> and I wake you've, been, you've been holding your neck so the interventional the vampires <laughs> can't can't oh, suck yeah. my um my mind juices. Mm-hmm.